podcast where we bring together coaches, athletes, former athletes, leaders, and influencers. Everyone has a story, and my hope is that when you listen to their stories, you will be inspired and live your life to tell your story one day. Today's guest is Dylan DJ Jenkins. Coach Jenkins is an assistant coach at Eastern Florida State College. We talked to him today about having dedication, learning from others, and being able to wear different hats. I hope you enjoy this podcast and you look to get better every day. Welcome to the podcast, Coach. Hey, Coach. Thanks for having me. I appreciate you uh, having me on. Coach Jenkins, I know you guys are, are getting ready, uh, you know, for your season coming up and, and the fact that you're making time to be on. I really do appreciate it. And, uh, you know, you reached out and I felt like, you know, you know, kind of doing my homework on who you were and, you know, research and whatnot. You know, I I always have there's a special place in my heart for Juco guys. It just it just is because I've, uh, you know, as a as a high school coach, I produced you know, a good amount of college players, but a good number of JUCO guys. And so I, I heard the stories, not just from them, but from their coaches. And I know how, how it's kind of a special mission. And uh, so, so your perspective is you know, going to be very valuable. So here again, thank you for making the time. Absolutely. I, I appreciate you having me again. It's uh, the first for me. And anytime you can connect with uh, coaches and, and the guys that can help get your name and brand out and, I meet more people in this business. It's, uh, uh, you know, that's what it's all about. Definitely, Coach. So let's go ahead and get started. Uh, how were you introduced to the game of basketball? Um, for anybody that knows me, it's uh, it's pretty easy one. My dad, uh, he uh, he put the ball in my hands uh, when I when I was young, and um, I mean, you know, I'm a coach's son, so it yeah. kind of you know says itself right there. Um, he coached me and. You know, back in baby ball with the where the UCLA Bruins at a, a Peoria Academy League, um, coached me in fifth grade, coached me in eighth grade, um, didn't coach me freshman year, and then my sophomore, junior, and senior year, he was one of my coaches. So, um, you know, I think that speaks for itself. He, he's a guy that kind of molded me into um, you know who I am today. And you know, you talk about you know playing for your dad, um, and then coaching with your dad there's a lot of uh a lot of hours time love hate uh good <laughs> bad with yeah. that yeah yeah, and, yeah. uh he uh he, he's definitely the one that uh without a doubt introduced me to the game of basketball and uh you know started my love for for the game and, and playing and obviously uh you know not only did he you know, teach me to love the game as a player but as a coach um he introduced me to a coaching game too, so I think it's it's pretty special to to be able to hold that. Yeah, so what you know, we'll go back to that. You know, kind of the dynamic of kind of being a father son one two punch, as far as like you talked about in, in coaching. But I want to hear a little bit about your experience as a player. What was that like for you coming up? It was great. Uh, in middle school, I went to a Catholic middle school um, and a Catholic high school for my freshman year. Um, and it was, those were good years. Yeah. Um, you know, I had a, 
I'm one of the, the many, many, many uh, people that claim to have a great middle school career. <laughs> um, so I, yeah. I like to think I had a good middle school career. Yeah, yeah. Um, freshman year uh, was solid. I kind of hit a hit a wall. Um, decided to transfer um, transfer to a public school um, where my dad was coaching uh, at the time and uh, played there my sophomore, junior, senior year. And I kind of had a, you know, um, realization that, you know, I wasn't going to be the player I was in middle school anymore. You know, I wasn't going to go out and just score, you know, because yeah. that's what I could do. You know, I wasn't, I wasn't, the, you know, the best of my team anymore. Um, and I, I realized that my calling was going to be uh, kind of being that defensive guy, that lockdown guy that I don't care how many points I score. I just want to win yeah. and, and, you know, play. And, uh, cause I mean, that's everybody's goal, you know, win and play. It's, yeah. It's the so that's kind of how I, um, that's the niche I found. Um, my, especially my junior, senior year, uh, I started, you know, team captain and, you know, every night out, it was just, you know, DJ, you got so-and-so. I mean, I'm, you know, I'm going against the likes of Chase and Randall, you know, all-time leading scorer at Stanford. Wow. Um, Jeff, Keithy White, you know, Played at Manuel, went to Loyola, Paul Jesperson, um, went to Virginia for a couple of years, Northern Iowa for a couple of years, Howard Peters, you know, Keita Bates Gap. I mean, these are guys that, you know, every night out, I'm like, all right, you know, that's me. And, and I love the challenge of it um, yeah. because I felt that if I did my job, I put us in a good, you know, a good position to, to have a chance to win because I trusted that my teammates would, uh, you know, do their jobs because, I mean, I had a great team. Um, so that was kind of my, uh, my my role in high school, and, and I loved it. You know, I think I think my coach told me after senior year, I was at three point one points, and I had the biggest smile on my face ever. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I didn't care how many points yeah. I scored. I yeah. didn't care. You know, I just wanted to play, compete, and, and you, win ball games, and that's what it was about. So, yeah. um, you know, you know, guarding, you know, how many people can say they, you know, had, had the pass to guard on the, the all time leading scorer at Stanford. Yeah, um, you know, oh, it's, it's I'm pretty, pretty sure he's, he, you know, he's in the mix to, to get a contract with the 76ers. Um, you know, he's in the NBA. You know, I played an yeah. NBA player. <laughs> yeah. yeah uh, no. So, I, you know, it, it was great. I, I loved it. You know, sometimes those experiences, uh, you know, we can over embellish as the year go, years go on, which is great as well. Uh, you say you went from I, I locked him down to, uh, you know, I made the coach sit him down because I was locking him up so bad to, you know, it should have been me, not him getting drafted. You know, you can take those stories however you want as the years go on. So great experiences, coach, like you're talking about. And, uh, you know, I think that's your mindset, a defensive stopper, uh, kind of the, that guy that wants to just do it all, whatever. You know, like you said, you just want to win. Uh, I, I just I hope and I pray that that mindset is flowing through the kids today, the generation that's out there. Because uh, that's something that's kind of, uh, I know it's rare now. It's really rare now. And so, yeah, I, 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 I see who you are. When you, when you spell it out like that, definitely see who you are as a player. So, Coach, you talked about your dad influencing you yeah, to go into coaching because you saw it all your life, you know, growing up and whatnot. So then when you, you know, got into coaching and, and you kind of jumped into the pool, uh, you did it with your dad in building a high school program at Peoria Quest Academy, uh, which is a charter school. And that's how I got my start in coaching too, was, uh, you know, with my dad. Uh, we started with the CYO team for my little brother, four or five year olds. 
and just went from there for, for a good long stretch. And then after a while, I went out on my own and started at a charter school as well. So what was that kind of that dynamic like, like you said about what you, you know, what you learn, you know, growing with your father in that program and building that, what was that like for you? It was, um, you know, to, to sum it up, very difficult, um, but probably one of the most rewarding things I've done and I would probably say will do in my life. Um, you know, being able to, um, you know, sit on the sidelines and coach with your dad, you know, someone who grew up learning under um, and wanting to be like and then turning around and having the opportunity right after high school to coach with him and build a program. Um, you know, we can we have a blank canvas and we can paint it how we want. Uh, it, it was, it was unbelievable. Um, the, the five years I had with him and, uh, you know, the, the coaches I coached with and the players I had was, um, it's difficult to put into words how, how much it meant to me. Uh, taught me a lot about myself, a lot about, um, just life. Uh, you know, we had, you know, we walked in August, it was middle of August. Um, to an open gym um, we had obviously coached high school uh, but we were our high school was at an old middle school um, in, in Peoria that uh, the, the charter had bought out yeah. and it was a middle school sized gym that you know was made of brick in 150 degrees in the middle of August you know and wow. we walked into that gym and there was you know 15 to 20 kids just sitting in the bleachers kind of looking at us like who are these guys and uh, I would say over half of them didn't have never played basketball before. Wow. Um, they were just kids that got, you know, as, as you know, just selected to go to the school because, uh, you know, at charter schools, there's no open enrollment. You know, it's, you put your name in a lottery. Lottery, yeah. You, know, you, get, you get chosen. And uh, I think that's what's so remarkable about what we did at Quest was, you know, I, I tell people that theoretically we could have had you know, a school full of girls. Yeah. You know, it's a blind draw. So. Yeah. The fact that we were even on the field of team, uh, let alone have the success we did, uh, was pretty remarkable. Um, we had, again, the gym we had was a middle school gym. You know, the floor was half the size of what we'd be playing on. We had no home games. Yeah. Um, it, it, you know, we didn't have uniforms. We didn't have balls. We didn't have anything. Um, and, you know, as the years went on, the first two years, we, you know, obviously were a junior varsity team. But that second year, when we just had freshmen and sophomores, we played a varsity schedule. We went to a varsity Christmas tournament. We went to uh, Thanksgiving tournaments varsity because you know we had to get guys ready, and, yeah. and we took we, we took some beatings. <laughs> I mean, Not that sure. first year we won six games. Yeah. Um, but I mean, you had to start somewhere. And yeah. the next year we won, I think you know, twelve, thirteen. The first year of varsity basketball, we went thirteen and fourteen. Um, lost in the first round of regionals, but, you know, obviously we had a whole team back. And then that next year went 20 and 11, won a regional championship, made it to the Sweet 16 in the state. And then the year after, um, went 28 and five, um, wow. and, and won, uh, again, a regional and, uh, made it to the Sweet 16. And then my first year after, um, at Southwestern, my dad went 26 and eight. Um, and made it to the Elite Eight, won a regional and sectional championship. Wow. Um, and, you know, I I think another thing that we take pride on is, you know, 100% graduation rate. Every kid we yeah. coach graduated. And, yeah. You know, a lot of people can claim that, um, but that's something that we felt was really important. 
Um, Definitely. The ball stops bouncing. And, you know, we, we try to impact these kids' lives more off the court because, you know, we were in inner city. We're coaching inner city kids that, you know, they, they, they didn't have a lot. Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of them didn't have fathers. Um, and so my dad and I were uh, the, the father figures in their lives. And there was a lot of rough times. Yeah. But those same kids, um, one of me in particular, uh, just had a daughter yesterday. Wow. And he texted me a picture of her and said, here's your granddaughter. <laughs> you know, this wow, kid's four start. or five years younger than me. <laughs> wow. And he, he just called me pops ever yeah. since. And, you know, just stuff like that, that, you know, that's, it, it was just, it, it was uh, an unbelievable experience. Yeah, it was, it yeah. was second to none. There's a lot of things that I'm sure I'll hopefully accomplish in life. Um, outside, inside of basketball, whatever it may be, but I'm not sure anything will be able to top, um, you know, coaching with my dad. Yeah, no, I doubt it, man. I mean, like I said, I had the opportunity to do the same. Uh, my dad is my biggest fan, even with the podcast. Uh, as a coach, as a man, he's the greatest mentor I, I've ever had and probably will ever have. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, I, I completely – I'm relating to everything you're saying because I – you know, start off at the charter school. We had no gym. We were practicing outside, rain, sleet, whatever, because uh, it don't snow here in, in Texas. But uh, no matter what it was, man, we were outside practicing. And so, yeah, I, I, I completely, I'm almost reliving my experience to what you're saying. And uh, so, yeah, coach, that's fantastic stuff. So, you know, you talked about coaching at Southwest, uh, Southwestern Community College. Uh, so, what was that transition like going from high school? you know, with your dad, with your dad there kind of to help you kind of come along and then transition to junior college. What was that like? It was, um, it was a big learning curve, um, but it wasn't, um, it wasn't as uh, hard as, as maybe I thought early on. A lot of the stuff that, um, that I learned as a, when I was a player from one of my coaches, Mike Ellis, uh, who's now at a, a pretty prestigious uh, high school program in Chicago, Evanston. Yeah. He, uh, he's kind of, you know, taught my dad, my dad, you know, taught me. And, and a lot of the stuff that I learned as a player and then my dad and I implemented, um, you know, like scouting reports, um, you know, going over opponent set plays, watching film. Obviously that transitions to the college level, um, but it's just, you know, much more detailed. Um, yeah. You know, it's, it's your job, you know, at, whereas, you know, when I was, coaching at quest i was either in college at bradley or i was teaching for a year post post college so you know those were my jobs and then i had to do what i could outside of that so when you take you know that stuff and, and make it your job i mean it's it's much more detailed um longer hours um and then kind of i mean obviously you know you're stepping up a pretty big level um so you know the type of players the athleticism um you know the shot clock recruiting I mean there's just so many more things that come into it and uh it was a big step um and, and you know you think you're ready <laughs> to take the step and then you get there and um you know I'm essentially walking into the top division two junior college program in the country yeah Todd Lawrence was coming off a 36 and one uh, record with the national championship yeah and I'm walking wow. into that you know so you know you walk into that and it's like Okay, you know this is uh, a little, you know, more, um, a little more difficult than than what I imagined. And uh, you know, there's there's days I'm calling my dad, I'm like, man, 
we didn't do this, you know, why don't you tell me about this? Why don't you tell me about that? And, uh, <laughs> yeah, but yeah. it was, uh, it, it was, uh, it was great. You know, I, like I said, I mean, again, you know, to, to see the, the difference in levels of play, um, well, it was pretty outstanding. And you know, coach Lawrence and I obviously had a hell of a program there and, you know, just being able to step in and learn from uh, you know, national coach of the year and, you know, a national champion coach was, yeah. Uh, an amazing experience. What a, what a, yeah, what a treat, you know, I think, I think that's a funny word to use, but man, you don't get very many opportunities like that where you just kind of get to step into a culture and a program that's already kind of set up for you to, you know, succeed. Or, you know, if you fail, it's going to be magnified because it's like, Hey, we're not used to that. Uh, we're not used to this. You know, there's a, there's expectations already, but that's great coach. I mean, that's a, that's a rare situation and, and good for you because that's uh, something sometimes in life we get dealt those hands and it's like, okay, what do I do with it? Or how do I continue the success or how do I bring us out of the, the mud? Uh, but that, that's great coach. So, you know, right now uh, as, as it stands at Eastern Florida state, when you think about your kind of journey through that and, and what you're doing now, uh, when I ask, when I say finish this sentence, you know, I always I, I want coaches to to really kind of think about what is this life that I'm living as far as a coach. So when, when I ask you to finish the sentence, the the life of a college coach is. Uh, I think there's one word, um, and it's a grind. Uh, yeah, yeah. there's not really any other way to put it. Uh especially at this level, you know, you, uh, we had a, one of the four years we had in the gym yesterday was, was asking about, you know, like how's the one you you know, when your strength and conditioning coach does weights, you know, does that count or, you know, your eight hours, blah, blah, blah. And you know, I just kind of looked at him and smiled. I was like, coach, that's us. <laughs> you know, we, we are the strength and conditioning. Yeah, yeah. We are the, you know, coach Shulman is the academic advisor. Um, you know, we are everything, you know, yeah. travel planners, you know, we, Coach Owen books the flights, you know, uh, our other assistant books the, the hotel. I do the food. I mean, we're just, you know, that, that's, it's just a grind. I mean, there's, yeah. it, you know, it's, uh, I don't really know any other way to put it other than that. Just, you know, the, the countless hours of just, you know, trying to find um, ways to win, ways to get your guys better um, on and off the court. You know, we yeah. run study halls. Um, you know, this is a run study halls and, uh, I mean, just anything you can think of that, you know, gets into, um, you know, gets put into to a college athletics basketball program is is uh, the coaches. I mean, yeah. it's recruiting. You know, yeah, we're we're focusing on this year's team, but at the same time, part of my job as assistant is I got to be recruiting as well. Yeah. Um, so there's, you know, there's nights last year where up in the Iowa where, you know, after practice I'm hitting the road to, to Des Moines or, you know, another time in Iowa and you know, I go up there watch the game and I remember one instance, you know, I had a snowstorm on the way back. And I'm getting back at, you know, 1 a.m., 2 a.m. because it's just, you, know, you got to drive 10, 15 miles an hour and you know, wake up the next morning and, you know, you get right back to it. Yeah. Um, so it's, uh, we're everything uh, and especially at the JUCO level, which is uh, kind of part of the reason why I appreciate uh, this level so much is, you know, I, it, I, I think it really makes me uh, appreciate 
the fact of hopefully one day, you know, if I can keep stepping up, you know, I won't ever take anything for granted you know, yeah. because, you know, there was a time when I did everything or, you know, I did this, I did that, I did, you know, and coach, you know, X did this, coach Y did that. And, um, now, you know, it'll make you appreciate, you know, the guys that are under you, you know, GA, yeah. um, you know, managers, it, it really, cause I mean, half the time, you know, the assistants are managers, yeah. you know, wiping the floor up. If, you know, someone falls down, we're, we got the pad in our hand. Um, you know, we're throwing balls to guys. We're, um, you know, dummy defenders. It, it's everything. Um, so I, I think to kind of circle back to your, um, your, your question is, it's just a grind. Yeah. So coach, kind of knowing that that's the, the kind of standard situation for most JUCO coaches because, you know, you're just in a, you're just in a, a different situation. You're limited on resources usually. Uh, you're, you're trying to bring a group of guys together who all feel like they should be moving up to some level, uh, Division One, two, three, or maybe they all think Division One at some point. Uh, but then they get a reality check for some of them that, that really are, are Division Two players, three, whatever, NAIA guys. Uh, so there's always kind of this trying to balance, find balance for everybody. And uh, so, yeah, I hear, you know, wearing all those hats. Uh, definitely, Coach, if, you know, when you get that opportunity, not if, but when you get that opportunity, uh, it definitely will, will suit you well as far as relating to people. Like you said, that that would be kind of under you. So uh, great stuff, Coach. I really do appreciate you kind of sharing with us that that whole the insight to that life uh, because it is important for, for other coaches to kind of know, like, hey, what goes on at this JUCO level is a real deal. Um, so what have you learned about yourself throughout your coaching career? that stood out to you and kind of stays with you? Uh, you know, that's hard because, um, you know, every day I'm trying to learn, um, you know, just be a learner, you know. Um, I tell, you know, some of my players and, you know, past players that, you know, every day when you wake up, you have one job is to get better, whether it's in the classroom, as a brother, as a son, as a friend, as a player. You know, if you can put your head on the pillow at night and say, you know, I got better today, um, I think that's what it's about. And, you know, I kind of try to do the same thing. Um, you know, throughout coaching, um, I think one thing that, you know, I've learned um, about myself that I, I think I kind of took for granted um, was, like, the dedication part. Because, um, you know, as a player, you know, you put in the extra work and, you know, you're I'm young, I'm naive, you know, I'm in high school, I'm, you know – playing varsity sports and, you know, going to school and having friends and, you know, you don't always see the work that, you know, you might put in, you know, you don't get out like, why am I not getting recruited by Duke? <laughs> you know, like, yeah. I think I'm good, you know, but <laughs> I think, you know, once I kind of stepped into the, the coaching world and, you know, like I said, you know, being a full-time college student coaching um, and really not having a job, um, so like, you know, the long hours and the dedication of that, you know, I kept telling myself, you know, I know what I want to do and I'm going to get there. Yeah. And, you know, at the time it was, you know, it, it was long. I mean, but looking back, um, you know, I realized that my dedication to what I wanted to do and, and how good I wanted my team to be and I wanted to better myself as a coach and just be a, you know, a, a true learner of the game of basketball. I think that's kind of one thing that I've, learn about myself um you 
kind of where I am now. I'm, I mean, I'm extremely fortunate to be where I am under arguably the top junior college coach in the country. I mean, you know, I started from a first year coach at 18, building a program with my dad, you know, with a bunch of guys who had never played basketball, organized basketball to now, you know, working international champion coach and now working under, uh, you know, arguably one of the top junior college coaches in the country, um, who's won seven straight conference championships, submitted yeah. to, to Hutch national tournament five straight years. I mean, you know, what more can I ask? So, you know, yeah. looking back, you know, I think it's, it's you know, the dedication, um, to, to, you know, just perfecting my craft every day and just keep working, um, and knowing that it'll pay off, um, because, you know, without that, I wouldn't be here. And, um, I think that's probably it, you know, other kind of, you know, more basketball related things, you know, the, uh, the recruiting aspect. I think that's kind of what I've learned is, what I enjoy the most and um, you know, I think I'm, I'm getting better at and, and, you know, hopefully that can be my, my niche is, you know, cause I, I love building relationships with people. Yeah. Um, I'm a people person. I want to, you know, meet new coaches, meet players, their families, you know, I love meeting people. And um, I think that's what I've learned since I've got to the college level, especially is, that's what I, I, you know, I love doing that, getting on the road and, you know, trying to find the next, you know, best kid and the, the under the radar talent and, um, you know, working the phone and, and talking to high school coaches and, and then, you know, just hearing the other people's stories and experiences because, you know, a lot of the time, I mean, there's some, some dang good high school coaches out there that, you know, I've talked to that, I mean, I lean on, you know, because they just have so many experiences. Yeah. And, learning you know from them whether it's just in the recruiting game or calling them up and asking them a question you know um i think that's kind of another thing that i've learned is that um the the recruiting you know building relationships is what i what i enjoy that's great coach i I like how you kind of finish it off there about learning from people that i think if there's kind of an outsider to the whole profession you think okay you're college coach why are you asking a high school coach for any advice or leaning on them uh when in reality we can all learn from each other uh, like you said you know kind of being a lifelong learner uh you know it's just important to learn from all people you know that you that you can and that you you know you can trust uh and so i think that's just super uh humble of you to do that because uh there's not you know there's some guys that just won't say i i, I got it I figured it out, uh, but I think also because you're being pushed by the high-level coaches that you've worked with and for, that you you real you realize every day how much you really don't know. Uh, I, I've been in those situations, exactly. yeah, when working with guys, and I'm like, man, this guy probably forgot more than I've ever known throughout his career. <laughs> you know, he's probably forgotten more than I, than, than the knowledge I've kind of occurred through time, uh, you know, brought in through time and. So I think that's just really important and great of you to kind of, like I said, learn from others. Now, Coach, on a personal level, because, you know, here again, the lifestyle, the the grind of it all, uh, what do you value the most in life? Uh, family, uh, without a doubt. Um, you know, that that is um, something that I hold, you know, extremely close to my heart and um, I mean there's not a day go by that I don't talk to my mom dad brother and sister um, 
try to talk to my grandparents every day. Um, my mom was one of nine, so my, my family wow. in Peoria is huge. <laughs> my yeah. uncle's the mayor of Peoria for, shoot, I don't know, 12, 14 years. Nice. Um, you know, so my family's big. Um, and just ever since I can remember that, it, I mean, that's been what's most important to me. Um, you know, my co- close friends, uh, you know, I consider them family. Um, I talk to them every day. Um, and, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just plain and simple family. Um, yeah. they mean the world to me. I wouldn't, you know, my parents wouldn't be here without them. You know, they, you know, put a roof over my head, clothes on my back and, you know, food in my belly and, you know, we're at every one of my games supporting me. Um, you know, pushed me to be the best person I could be. My brother pushing me, um, my younger sister, even though, you know, she's hard headed at times. Um, you know, I, she pushes me. Um, and I wouldn't trade him for, for anything. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm definitely family. Uh, yeah. Doubt. That's great coach. Uh, I, you know, here again, support our support system as coaches, uh, because we've got so many different, uh, we're being pulled so many different ways at times. And it, it helps that we can keep focused on those who are cheering us on who are, and, and always speaking to us in truth too, because they love us and, uh, you know, their perspective matters uh, because they've been there. And uh, so that's great coach family. I mean, I just, I feel the same way, you know, my wife, my kids, my mom, my dad, my brother, sister, you know, I've got a little sister who's a little kind of like, like you said about yours, but man, I love her to death. I love her to death, man. There's because she's so much like me. I think that's why we kind of go out. And you just hit the nail on the head. It's, that's what it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's exactly what it is. So I completely relate. So coach kind of, you know, still being a young guy and still having the ways to go. You know, I, I always ask this question about legacy because I think, you know, you left a legacy there at Peoria Quest, and you know, by virtue of kind of what you, the story you told us about a former player texting you about his child and, and saying that that's your grandchild, man, that's huge. And so, as you're still working on your legacy, and you think about you know the foundation you're still laying down at the college level now, uh, what would you want that to look like when your career is all over? Uh, I, you know, kind of I touched on it um, briefly, but like I, I just you know. I want all my players to look back and, and know that, man, Coach Shankin really cared for me. You know, he was really there for me and, and to be talked about as one of the good guys. You know, I don't need to, you know, obviously it's nice to win games and, and win national championships and, you know, and do all that and, you know, make a lot of money, but, you know, that's not what I'm in for. You know, I'm, I enjoy coaching, um, but I enjoy, you know, helping kids. Because um, even at this level, I mean, these are these are kids that are still growing up. You know, by the time they're done at, at a four years, you know, they're mature and you know they're they're going off on their own. But um, you know, I, I want to be known as a good guy that yeah. helped kids um, on and off court. Uh, because at the end of the day, um, you know, those are the guys that, that you know I'm going to battle with. Uh, that I look out for as my own. Um, and you know, I, you hear a lot of coaches talk. Um, and, you know, my reference one is, man, he's one of the good guys in the game. That's a great guy. And that's kind of what I want to, to you know, be known for is, you know, you know Coach Shankin, he's one of the good guys. Um, you know, I always put my players first, um, you know, and, you know, realize that it's bigger than me. I'm not, you know, I'm not in it for myself. I'm in it to, 
you know, make my family proud and, and, you know, help, help the youth be, uh, be better with people and, um, you know, have a good life. I, I think that's what it boils down to is, uh, you know, making sure my players look back and know that uh, I really cared for them, um, and wanted what was best for them. You know, at the time, they might not, you know, realize it because you know, I might jump their butt one day and, and, you know, man, coach, coach ripped my butt today and, you know, you know I don't like coach and, you know, yeah. but, but years down the road, um, I wanted to be able to look back and know that, that I did truly care and, um, that I was there for them and wanted to see them succeed <clears throat> off the court first. Um, cause like I, you know, mentioned that it's all South Bouncing. Yeah. Um, you know, even stop for, even stop for Kobe yeah. <laughs> and MJ, yeah. you know, so at some point it's going to stop and, uh, hopefully that I could, you know, teach him something while I was coaching him about, you know, life and, and, uh, being a successful person. Coach, I really do appreciate your time. I thank you for being on. Uh, love your perspective, man. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I, I get such a joy out of having coaches on the platform and on the podcast, uh, because I feel like it's something that needs to be done. Uh, you know, I, I have a passion for leading and a passion for coaching, but I have a big, the biggest passion I have is like you talked about building relationships and connecting with people and hearing their story. Like I have a huge passion for that. And uh, so the fact that I get to do this and you took the time to be on here again, I appreciate it, coach. Thank you so much, coach. Uh, I truly appreciate it. Uh, Thank you for listening to the Creative Coaching Podcast. Know that you are appreciated. So please take the time to listen to us on Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter at Creative Coach 47. Here again, all of this I thank you for. Please leave a rating, subscribe, follow, leave feedback. Uh, this is your platform. So, you know, take ownership of it. And here again, you are appreciated. So thank you. 